If I have to make a big decision, I like to get some advice from friends, family, someone who may have already gone through what I need help with, or at least someone that I know and trust. So when I share these things from the Bible, I'm not trying to give you my opinion, especially when it pertains to the book of Song of Solomon, for there are so many that have gone on before us that disagree in so many different areas. So I'll be sharing some of their words, some of their insights, so that you can see that it's not an opinion, but truly things that have stood the test of time, so that you can dig into these things a little further on your own and see what God speaks to your heart as we begin Chapter 2 of Song of Solomon. Moments with Moni can be heard on Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, Apple, and now Podchaser. You can also find my blog and Facebook page and link tree filled with many links in my show notes. And now on to today's episode. Song of Solomon, Chapter 2 I am the Rose of Sharon and the Lily of the Valleys, As the lily among the thorns, so is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. At the end of chapter one, we left the couple, the maiden and the shepherd king, out in nature together sitting in the grass, the smell of cedars and firs in the air, Here in chapter 2, oh, many of those commentators that went on before us disagree on who is speaking in these verses. Here are just a few ideas. John Wesley attributes verse 1 to the bridegroom. John Gill says that whether one or the other is speaking, it is not certain. H.A. Ironside writes that it is evidently she who speaks in verse 1. As the moon reflects the light of the sun, believers reflect the love of Jesus. Well, some commentators mention the humility of the maiden for her beloved just called her beautiful, and yet she downgrades the compliment. Perhaps, as other commentators present, the maiden, who was very self-conscious of her appearance in chapter 1, verse 5, is now comparing herself to two commonplace but beautiful flowers— while still comparing herself to others. Isn't that just like us? We will compare ourselves to others when we should be looking to Jesus for everything that we need. Verse 1 mentions two common wildflowers, the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. The plain of Sharon was known as a beautiful pasture to feed flocks. This, her humble response to being called beautiful by her beloved in the prior chapter. He responds as the lily, which is a trumpet-shaped lily, signifying purity, holiness, a picture of God's people, among the thorns. By analogy, the thorn is like a ring in the nose of a pig. Remember Proverbs eleven twenty-two. The thorn is a curse in the garden. His crown on the cross was made of thorns, and Jesus took our curse. So is my love. 
my feminine darling among the daughters, among the maidens, as the church is in the world. Compared and contrasted, the lily among the thorns is like my love among the daughters. She responds as the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. An apple tree is useful. It's fruitful more than others. My beloved among the sons, or above all men, I sat down under his shade, his shadow, an analogy of grace, with the great delight or desire of his fruit, an analogy of fruit of the Spirit here. We see it in our lives, or we should see it in our lives, if we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and he resides in us, that fruit should be evident to others. She certainly sees it in him. This fruit was sweet to her taste. The maiden is enjoying her time in his presence, in the presence of the shepherd king, and yet once again she is self-deprecating herself. She's comparing herself to these lowly common flowers. They were more like weeds among the landscape not the big, beautiful lilies that we think of, or roses that we think of. And once again, the beloved affirms her and calls her a beautiful lily among thorns. The white lily stands out beautifully against the desert's thorny background. By analogy, these thorns are like a ring in the nose. Does that remind you of a verse elsewhere in Scripture? Perhaps Proverbs 11.22? Another analogy of a beautiful woman with no discretion, with a jewel of gold or a gold nose ring on a pig. Outward beauty is emptiness or vanity. It's emptiness. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The fruit of her hands will bring her praise, public praise. As the bride of Christ, we are supposed to look different than those in the world. As Ephesians chapter 1 calls it, we are to be holy without blame, for we are predestined to be adopted or accepted in the beloved. We are redeemed and forgiven. And God describes the bride of Christ in Revelation 21 as a beautiful bride adorned for her husband. Do we realize that God is saying these things about us? Where is it that we seek our self-worth? Do we listen to the lies that go on and on in our head? Or do we let the water of the word wash all those lies away? As we spend time with the lover of our soul, he reminds us, that our confidence should be in him, that our beauty is in him, that he is all that we need, that he is the vine, and we are the branches, and we only are fruitful because of him. We know his voice, and we follow him, and we are safe in his hands. In verse 3, the language of the trees and the woods continues. Now, with the maiden describing her beloved as being like a large, healthy, life-giving apple tree. As I read this sometimes, I think of those little chipmunks that, um, I can't remember their names right now, but 
Oh, no, 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 after you. No, 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 after you. Oh, indubitably. No, you go first. I'm sure somebody out there knows who they are. Anyway, I just picture them saying, Oh, I'm just a humble wildflower among the thorns. Oh, but you are a beautiful apple tree. But joking aside, her feeling of security in his presence is a wonderful thing. As she sat down under the shade of this tree with great delight, she found security and peace there in the protective covering of her beloved. Life is hard, but God is good. As we go through whatever life throws at us, it's good to remember to run to our strong tower, to that apple tree, to sit under the shade of our God, to sit inside his peace and his presence, to push the world all away, and to just spend time with him, to lay before his feet any concerns that we might have, give him the pain that's in our heart from the situations of life. Yes, life is hard, but God is good. Perhaps life has left a sour taste in your mouth. Taste God's word again. Taste and see that it is good. Then perhaps you, like the Shulamite maiden who asked, where can I find rest? Perhaps you will find rest as you commune with Jesus. If you're enjoying what you hear on Moments with Moni, please take time to share it with someone that you know that might enjoy it as well. If you have comments or questions, send me an email at momentswithmoni1 at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time, God bless.